Okay, we're actually going to get to uh, get to the promised land. Praise the Lord uh, t- today. You know, we hear about this, and uh, but I want to actually uh, I'm going to lay it out so easy because the Bible is easy. It's not Richard being such a great teacher. No, 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 no. I just you know. Every one of every one of us in the room comes up to this is this is the only way you can see this. Okay, this is like the open up your Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Okay, we're gonna get to it right here. But anyway, remember in Genesis here, and let's go to it real quick. <clears throat> uh, Genesis, obviously, it's not evolution. Genesis chapter one, when God began creating, and I'm telling you, He said this over and over again, and Jesus did too. So somebody's dead wrong. Well, I'm not going to side with what they say. Quote science is because the science is on our side. The evidence is on our side. I mean, go Google a couple of things I mentioned here. Like they have they have tissue from a T Rex, and they'll go. Well, isn't it strange? The T-Rex has been gone for 70 million years. Why do we have... Uh, it's amazing it stayed preserved that long. And this was, found in, this was found in South Carolina and North Carolina where Virginia. You know, that's the wrong question to be asking. The question is, you know, praise the Lord. We know it ain't been that long. Besides that, you know, if you just do a little thinking, they're called dragons. The word dinosaur wasn't invented until the 18th century. It just means terrible lizard. So you still had terrible lizards running around at the time. Okay. But anyway, so God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, so we know that. And how many days did he do it? We already know. It was six days. Okay, let me scroll down here to, uh, oh, just give us a little bit of timeline here. Let me see if I can do it this way. Oh, go to, yeah. We're in Genesis here. And let's see. Uh, you know, by the third chapter, verse one, you know what happened? The serpent, crafty of all creatures. You know what I mean? That's when they fell. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, I want to go to, oh, uh, we're still in Genesis here. Oh, and, oh, I use another version. I mean, not a version, but another well, software version, but this is this will still work. Let's go to, oh, that's Exodus, excuse me, Genesis. I'm still in Genesis. After the third chapter, let's go to the fifth chapter just a moment. Ah, if I can get to it, hold on a second. Genesis, oh, chapter five. All right, Genesis chapter five here. Uh, here's a list of some of the descendants of Adam, the man who was like God from the day of his creation. This is Genesis 5, verse 1. God created man and woman, blessed them, called them man from the start. Now remember, Jesus called himself Ben-Adam. What is Ben-Adam? Son of man. Son of who? He was saying son of Adam. Jesus, you're making me laugh here. It's evolution. We came from apes. Remember Neanderthal? No, they've already... Listen, all those people that they said they found, whatever, they've all been debunked. But they still keep it in the textbooks. The only place they put it is in a textbook. The British already, it's called the monkey trials. They proved every one of those things were, were, anyway, you can go back and look for yourself. But anyway, back to this, because we are considering that the Bible is actually true. We're, we're assuming that Jesus is right, and he is. So anyway, by the fifth chapter here, Adam was 130 years old when his son Seth was born, the very image of his father in every way. After Seth was born, Adam lived another 800 years, producing sons and daughters. He died at the age of 930. Did you see a little phrase in there, producing sons and daughters? Where'd Cain get his wife from? Oh, come on, raise rabbits. You can figure that out. I mean, gee, I mean, that's pathetic to let somebody say something in a, in a college environment and try, to make, and try to laugh you out of Jesus. It's ridiculous, you know. Okay, anyway, but anyway, Seth was 105 years old when his son Enish was born. Now, this is what I was talking about the other day, some of those genealogies. And these genealogies don't bore you. They only go so far. I mean, it's not endless. No, they only go so far. Okay, 
All right, so anyway, all these go down, and I just want to show you here, and this one goes all the way down. You'll have Enoch, you know, notice here's that Enoch one. Enoch was 65 years old, his son Methuselah. Yeah, we've heard of him, yeah. Afterward, he died, lived another 300 years in fellowship with God, produced sons and daughters, and when he was 365, boom! Wow! In constant touch with God, he disappeared. God took him. Well, Elisha happened the same way. Jesus happened the same way. He ascended. Wow. Amazing. It's just myth. It's just fables. <laughs> no, not hardly. Somebody wrote this down as though it was uh, important for us to know. So anyway, Methuselah goes on down here. Let's keep going. I want to get to something here. So here we are. Look at this. Uh, after, let me back up just a little bit right there. Here we go. Lamech was 182 years when his son Noah was born. Who's Noah? The cute little boat. <laughs> Noah is a massive boat. 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, and 45 foot high. Three stories high. All the details. So anyway, so that genealogy quit right there. And by the sixth chapter, oh my goodness, here comes a flood. Wow. Well, we're going to skip ahead because we've got to get to the promised land, don't we? <laughs> and we will. Watch this. Let me skip down to... Let's go back here to, oh, uh, where am I at? Here we are, Genesis again. That's in the sixth chapter, and I want us to go down here next to, oh, uh, all the way to the end of the 11th chapter. All this goes so fast. Okay. So here we are at the, at the end of the 11th chapter. This is only two chapters after the flood. Notice this, Shem's line, Shem's line, bunch of descendants again here. Okay, so when you go down to the end of this group here, it's not very long. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I think it was only 10. All of a sudden, there you go. Uh, where is it? Let's see. Back up just a little bit. Terah was 70 years old. Now, remember, he's the son of who? Shem. He had three sons. There's your one you want to pay attention to. Abram. At least remember Abraham Lincoln. Guess who he was named after? They knew back when the tall hat guy was there. You know, his mom and daddy, they knew all these stories. They certainly didn't go, you know what, I, I have a question about them stories. I just don't believe that stuff. Well, we can not believe if we want to. But the truth is, is that, wow, these things were recorded. Something happened here. So anyway, here you have Abraham. Now, now I want to skip ahead. Now God told Abraham, leave this country and go to a land what? I'm going to give you. Okay, so that's the basis for going to the promised land. Now notice, we're in chapter 12, and Genesis chapter 1 was creation, and by 12, we already have Abraham, and that's about, uh, it's roughly, I think it's about 1,900 years have passed by. The flood happened 1,400 years after creation. Okay, now, uh, in the 12th chapter, I want us to go to, I need to get to the 15th. Let me see if I can scroll down, watch the numbers go by, 13. 14, these are so fast. Little stories here that just one history after another. All right, here we go. So anyway, notice he says, don't be fearful, Abram. I'll defend you. I'll give you great blessings. This was right after a world war took place, basically, and God defended him. Now, notice what the Lord says in this little, this little story right here. Look at that verse 13. Then Jehovah, now this is Genesis 15. The stories of, of Abraham are so short. It's like a pamphlet. He has a son, his name's Isaac, you know, and of course he had another son named Ishmael and the story about that. It's so easy, so easy. And we're blessed with this guy, so it would, make, it would make sense that I study and find out what happened to Abraham. Then those same things that happened to Laura at these yard sales and stuff, same things happen to you that you're blessed with, all of us in this room, they'll happen to you too. Okay, 
Your descendants will be oppressed as slaves in a, in a land for, what, 400 years. God told them that. Well, that's when they were in Egypt. So let's go to Egypt real quick, which would be Exodus. And you'll see how we're going to get to the promised land here. Let's see. All right, let's see. I've already done that. Here we go down here. Let's go to Exodus. Exit. That means exit. And I want us to go all the way to 10 here. No, 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 12. In 12... This was the night that uh, the death angel passed through. Remember the Passover? The firstborn of all Egypt died, but not any of the Israelites. Now I'm going to go all the way to the end of this chapter. And let's see what happened here. Oh, they're fixing to head out that night. I mean, they did. So let's see. So that night, the people left Ramses. Uh, yeah, the people left Ramses and started for Succoth. They were, remember, fixing to cross the water. They're on their way. There were 600,000 of them besides the women and children. So that's the reason you do the math. You know, everybody's got a mom. They got a dad. They got other brothers and whatever, sisters. About all of Atlanta. It was huge. Various sorts of them went with them. There were flocks, herds, a vast exodus of cattle. You know, so funny that you see with the hurricane stuff going on. That's the word they use. They use exodus, exodus. So they can't get it out of there. It's just, it's just the best word to describe it. Okay. When they stopped to eat, they baked bread from yeastless dough. They brought along. It was yeastless because the people were pushed out of Egypt and didn't have time to wait for the bread to rise to take it with them on the trip. Now, that was the reason the Passover don't any, eat any yeast. It would remind you, say, well, Mom, my bread's kind of flat. I don't like this. And Mom would say, we're doing this to remind us that God got us out of Egypt. And you'll go, oh, I guess that is a pretty big deal. I don't like being a slave. Yeah, that's all. Come Saturday, we'll, we'll make some more. We'll have eat yeast in it, but not right now. The sons of Jacob and their descendants had lived in Egypt, look at this, 430 years. Wow. So it was like the Lord had said, wow, they were going to be there roughly 400 years. It was on the last day of the 430th year that the people left the land. Okay, wow. Now, let's go to the very end of the book of Exodus. Now, when they left there, remember they went to Mount Sinai, Moses got the, uh, he got the, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments or whatever. Okay, I want to go all the way to the end. It's just 40. None of these books is like, oh, I can't read the Bible. Oh, my gosh. It's, oh. it's so short. First off, get it in a language you can understand. And quit thinking you have to have it in a churchy language. I got to say thou. I got to say though. I got to say, well, no, you don't. God didn't speak that way. He said, throw that rod down. Moses threw it down. He didn't say, Thus saith the Lord, the Lord wants thou us to tosseth the roddeth downeth. You know, you know. If I feel more holy if I do that. No, you don't. Anyway, watch this. So uh, in the very last uh, uh, verses here of, uh, of Exodus, let me back up just a little bit. This will be Exodus chapter 40. Give me one second here. All right. All right, here we go. Verse 33. So then they erected the enclosure surrounding the tent and the altar and set up the curtain door at the entrance of the enclosure. So at last Moses finished the work. In other words, they built the tabernacle. This wasn't Moses' idea. This was the Lord's idea. Remember, he was on Mount Sinai. Now he's going to come down and be in this tabernacle and be with them. And it's portable. They're going to the promised land. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord filled it. Moses was not able to enter because the cloud was standing there. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Everybody saw this. It wasn't like, oh man, you should have been there. You should have been there. They saw it. The neighboring nations saw this too. Remember what else? At nighttime, it was a flaming fire over that tabernacle. And in the daytime, it was a cloud. Oh, wow. 
right. Whenever the cloud lifted, the people moved. The people of Israel journeyed onward, followed it. But if the cloud stayed, they stayed until it moved. Now remember, where are they going? Oh, they're just homeless. No, they're not. They're going to the promised land. It's only 11 days away. Okay. The cloud rested upon the tabernacle during the daytime. So this is where we get all that. Cloud by day and fire by night. All right. And then at night, there was a fire in the cloud so that all the people could see it. This continued through all their journeys. Next book goes right into it. Leviticus. Just think of it as Levi. The Levites were supposed to be the, the basically we'll call it the church workers or whatever. Okay. Sons of Aaron. Whatever. Sons of Levi. Okay. The Lord spoke to Moses from the tabernacle. Now, that is. And commanded him to keep the following instructions. Okay. When you sacrifice. And there's some details here. Details about sacrifice. This book only goes to, I think it's 20, 28. It's real short. It wouldn't take us an hour and a half. But sometimes we think, oh my gosh, oh the Bible, oh. Never know. This was so short. They just built the tabernacle. Then Moses stood there and said, I'm going to tell you guys something. And after he told them that, then you pick up in numbers. The Lord said, okay, number everybody. And they did that in just a few days. And then, pew, run away the promised land. All right. But I want to show you something in Leviticus here. While we're in Leviticus. Ah, uh, let me get over here. Mm. Go to. I won't fix this. I don't want to use this one anymore. I'm going to use another one. I have it's a little bit quicker for me to navigate. Oh. Leviticus 10. Right in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, right in the middle of this. Let me back up just a little bit. Oh. Uh, okay. In the ninth chapter, he... Uh, what do we call it? We call it um, dedicated. Aaron and his sons, they put, on the, they put on their brand new robes and stuff that they got. The Lord said, make them this way. Aaron had a real cool high priest turban, you know, and it, it had your name on it. It was so cool. So when he was ministering before the Lord, the Lord would see your name on his hat. It was also on his chest. The 12 tribes of, G, uh, of, of Israel were, all 12 were right there. And it, the Bible says, the Lord said he did that so that your names would be referenced. Your name is, and what is Jesus? He's before the, he's before the, uh, he's in the Holy of Holies right now for you and I. And your name is all over him. Anyway, so anyway. Uh, okay. So anyway, they just dedicated all the, 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 the tabernacle and Aaron had gone in there and when he came out, he blessed the people. But then, oh no, Nadab and Abihu, his, he, he's got four sons, but two of them here, look at this. Look what two of them did. Wow. Anyway, Nadab and Abihu, Abihu, the sons of Aaron, they placed unholy fire. It was just stuff they weren't supposed to use. They thought, hey, firecrackers would be good or, or this fancy kind of incense. We used it down in, in Egypt. Think the pharaohs liked it. You'll probably, oh, man, it cost them their life. Wow. They put unholy fire in their censers and they tried to go in there and we got them. Say, so, well, I just don't understand that. Yeah, you do. You really do. It's because of man's sin. It's not because of these two guys. Man's sin. We, we have no approach to God whatsoever. And this cost them their life. Anyway, I just threw that in there just to let you know that, okay, now we're moving to the promised land. Now, I want to go to, oh, uh, straight to Numbers now. And we're almost there because going to the promised land is in Numbers, isn't it? Okay, here we go. All right, so here we go. We're right here at Numbers. Numbers goes by real fast, okay? Remember, you do realize when they get to the promised land, they don't get in. I mean, they went in. Twelve of them did. Two of them were like, let's go! Caleb and Joshua and the other ten came back and said, oh, no, it's scary over there. We can't go in there. And remember, the whole time, you got a fire at night, and they also know this ain't no trickery. They also saw a few, uh, of, well, it, was, it would only have been a few months ago, they had seen the fire on that mountain, and they were scared to go near it because they actually heard the voice of God. Fire just blazing on fire. 
recap of that is in the next book. When they at the promised land, uh, Moses is going to mention that. But anyway, it was the 15th day of April, second year the Israelis left Egypt, that the Lord issued the following instructions. And that was basically, count everybody that's ready to do what? Go to war. Okay. So they counted everybody. Now, I want us to move on here. Because we're fixing to go. So they're fixing to absolutely take off. And here they go. Uh, where's numbers? Here we go. Let's go to 10. And 1 here. That's where it is. All this is chronological. You could jump in anywhere and you can see where they're at. Okay, now, oh, I mean, they've just counted everybody. It's only been a few weeks since uh, they've erected the, the tabernacle, okay? And God said, hey, create these trumpets, and they did. Now watch what they did here in the 10th chapter of Numbers. Okay, notice he says, when you go to the promised land and go to war, God will hear you and save you. It wasn't like, you know, well, you're going to be in such trouble when you get there. No, you're going to be fine. All right, here we go. Look at verse 11. The cloud lifted from the tabernacle on the 20th day of the second month of the second year the Israelis left Egypt. So it's only been a year and like a month, okay? So the Israelis left the wilderness of Sinai, and they followed the cloud until it stopped in the wilderness of, there they are, Paran. Now, I'm just going to give you some highlights of the next two chapters because they were a couple of incidents. Didn't happen. One of them happened. It took about a week. Let's get here to it here. Anyway, they're on their way. They're on their way. Good idea. Moses talks to his brother-in-law and says, hey, go with us. All right. All right. Here we go. All of a sudden, man, everybody started complaining. They're on the way. I mean, you've got to remember that the Lord had just devastated Egypt, Okay. And now these guys are whining, going, well, I just wish we could go back. Matter of fact, this is where, and we discussed it two weeks ago, this is where Moses even said, Lord, if you caught every fish in a sea, there wouldn't be enough to eat. And boy, that's when the Lord says, oh, well, you'll see. And boy, they had food that night, buddy, I'll tell you what. And Moses, remember Moses said, you might want you to just kill me. It'd do me good. Just kill me. So Moses was even whining. You, and you know what? We can all get wound up in this whining thing and think God's not going <gasps> to, wow. But he will. All right. So anyway, that's what happened in the 11th chapter. Oh, man. Then I mean, talk, Moses, was, Moses even bit the weenie on that chapter. And now his brother and sister bite the weenie on this one. This is where Miriam, his sister, Miriam, let me get to it. Here we go. They started criticizing him and his brother. Say, well, I don't know why Moses, our sister, has that goofy sister-in-law. So goofy. Doesn't the Lord speak through us? Oh, no. And this cost Miriam what? She'd come down with leprosy didn't last but a week. Praise the Lord. And if you've got some sort of itch and scratch and stuff on you, you shouldn't be thinking it should last long either. You should be telling the Lord, Lord, <laughs> it only lasted a week on this person. And the person that Jesus dealt with, the leper that came to him, if you will, Lord, you can make me clean. Jesus fixed him right then. Yeah, but Richard, I've been to the doctor and they say I've got, I don't care what you got. Look at this. You're, you're starting to act like Moses and Miriam and Aaron, you know. Don't do that. The Lord will help you. Okay, so anyway, they got over it. Now, here we are at the promised land. Now, let's see what happened. And I know we've heard this, but let's just see how much we had forgot. So here we are. Jehovah now instructed Moses, send spies into the land of Canaan. The land I'm giving to Israel. Remember, I'm giving it to you. Well, who's God? I'm so scared. I don't know if he's going to be there. This is the reason they got in trouble for 40 years. The Lord had had enough. Wasn't like, well, boy, the Lord's just touchy. 
All these miracles He's done for you and I today, and if you and I turn our back on Him now and say, well, He can't help me with my gas this week. I mean, oh my gosh, we got a hurricane coming up. Oh no, what about my light bill? What if, what if we, would you please hold up? The Lord will help you. Yeah, but we're out of gas. Do we depend on man to get gas? Well, I do. Well, quit doing that. The Lord will get it to you. Yeah, but what if the bread quits? <laughs> Read your Bible. They brought the, bread, the manna for one thing. Yeah, but there had to be some trickery because God always, he, he, He's not really real, see? So that manna was just some sort of natural. No, it wasn't. What's natural is God will take care of you. All right, here we go. Go to the promised land. The Israelis were camped at the wilderness of Paran. Moses did as the Lord commanded, sent out 12 tribal leaders. Okay. Here's the name of them. Fables, fables, fables. These guys weren't real. Well, why did they give their names? It was real. Okay. It was at this time that Moses changed Hoshea's name to Joshua. That's a fellow we know. Wow, a whole book about him coming up two, chapter, two books later. Moses sent them in the wilderness. Now watch what Moses said. Go northward into the hill of the Najeb and see what land it is. See what the people are like. Who live there? Whether they're weak or strong, many or few. Whether the land is fertile or not. And what the cities are. All right. Are the, uh, whether the cities are villages or fortified, whether the land's rich or poor, whether many trees. Don't Look at that. Don't be afraid. You're right. Bring back some of the samples you see. The first of the grapes were uh, being harvested at the time. So they spied the land out all the way from Zen to Zoab. It's basically northern Georgia. Okay, It was a pretty good-sized chunk of land. Okay, Going northward, they passed through the Najib, arrived at Hebron. They saw the... Now here's where they started getting in trouble. They saw these giants. Oh. Of course, giants aren't real. Oh, yeah, they were too, buddy. Sure were. Okay. Anyway, they saw this group here. Let me catch up with my mouse here in a second. They saw, here we are. Look at these groups. The uh, Hamanites, the Shiites, the Talmud, all descended from Anak. Now, Anak's a giant. Okay. Wow. By the way, Hebron was the very ancient, having been founded seven years before Tanis in Egypt. Okay, then they came to what's known as the Valley of Eskal, where they cut down a single cluster. Now remember, land flowing with milk and honey. They cut down a single cluster of grapes so large it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. Now that is yours, praise the Lord. God has got you all. He is so excited, and now you're going to see. Matter of fact, remember the Lord said, stand back, I'm going to wipe them all out, and we're going to start over with you, Moses. And Moses says, well, wait a minute. <laughs> then they're going to think you weren't good enough to take them to the promised land. And the Lord, well, we'll just read it, we'll see. All right, after 40 days of exploring their tour, they made their report. Boy, I tell you, and you need to watch how you make your report in your mind today. Whatever you're facing, and you're just reporting to yourself usually because you believe yourself more than anybody else. My back's starting to hurt. Man, I guess I'm, I'm 57. So from here on out, please don't do I have to not do that. I'm starting to have headaches. From here on out. No, you're not. Praise the Lord. All right, they made their report to Moses and Aaron. Look what they said. All the people in Israel at Paran at Kadesh. Okay, and they showed the fruit they brought with them. This was their report. Now, this story is in the New Testament, and we've been given warnings about it. Don't be like this group. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a magnificent country. Flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, yeah. Here's the fruit. Look at this. Man, it took two of us. The city, but the people living there are powerful. Egypt was the crown glory of military, and they devastated them. 
wiped them completely out, and they walked out like they were, they were the new Egypt. Matter of fact, some of the Egyptians went with them. They're powerful. Their cities are fortified and very large. And what's more, we saw the Anakim giants. Oh, no. The Amalekites lived in the south. While the hill country, there's the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites. What's so funny is God already told them, I'm going to give you the Hittites, the Amorites. I mean, God already told them to do it. This was no surprise. Oh, but these clowns pulled it off, didn't they? All right. Anyway, along the coast, the Mediterranean, the valley of the Canaanites. Look at Caleb. Now, he's a good guy, wasn't he? He reassured the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it. Because of that statement right there, in the book of Joshua, the Lord gave Caleb extra land. And not to mention, he got to go in the promised land. Remember, everybody else died, if you, unless you were 20 years old and younger. I mean, younger than 20. All right, here we go. Not against the people that are as strong as they are, the spies shouted. They would crush us. Oh, please. Please. You know, the whole time there's a cloud. If, if this was at evening, all of a sudden the cloud went to, hey, Bill, look at that. Doesn't turn to a fire back there. I mean, the presence of the Lord is right there. All right, anyway, so here's what happened. Verse 32. The majority of the report, the spies, was negative. The land is full of warriors. The people are powerfully built. We saw some of the Anakim there, descendants of the ancient race of giants. We felt like grasshoppers. They were so tall. Gee. Here's where they all got in trouble. Then all the people began weeping aloud. They carried on all night long. Oh, oh. Their voices rose in a great chorus of complaint against Moses and Aaron. Remember, here they go again. Why did you bring us out here to die? It's almost the same thing we do today. Lord, I've been in great health till right now. I mean, why is this happening to me now? Oh, go back and read the book of Psalms. He is a shield. He'll take care of you. Yeah, but Lord, I like that book I read last week. When things go wrong as a Christian, throw that book away. Read the Bible. I don't read those kind of books. Yeah, but my very best friend, my uncle, my mom, my this, my that, told me that this might happen. I don't care who that, they're not the Bible. Love them, but they're not the Bible. All right, here we go. We wish we died in Egypt. Oh, brother. They wailed, uh, or even here in the wilderness, rather to be taken into the country. Jehovah will kill us there. Hey, really? Is the Lord schizophrenic? And our wives and our little ones, they're going to become slaves. Oh, please. He got you out of slavery. Now he wants to make you a slave. Wow. We never know what the Lord's going to do. Oh, please. We do too. We're going to the promised land. Let's get out of here and return to Egypt. The idea swept through the camp. Let's elect a leader. Uh-oh. Mercy sakes, they shouted. Then Moses and Aaron, look at that. Boy, they fell downward on the ground before the people of Israel. Two of the spies, the good guys, Joshua and Nun, the Joshua, son of Nun, Caleb, the other guy, ripped their clothing and said to people, it's a wonderful country ahead. Now look what he says. And the Lord loves us. He will bring us, oh, this is beautiful. He will bring us safely into the land. Now that's yours and I's today. We're not going back to Egypt, okay? That is our promise today. When you get in your cars and you leave here, I'm not going to get a phone call saying, well, you know, they had a car wreck. We lost, we lost someone. That's not happening. You don't need to worry about it either. I mean, there are giants out here. How can God be so positive? Well, God's not being just positive. He's sending a bunch of hornets ahead of you, too. All right, anyway, he'll bring us safely in the land. He'll give it to us. It is very fertile, a land flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And don't fear the people of the land. For they are but bread for us to eat. 
Now, uh, it's in the book of Numbers. Uh, book of it, it's the speech coming up next, which all happens real quick. But anyway, Moses says, "Hey, when you guys go, well, actually, the Lord said, the Lord said, when you go to war, send all the scaredy cats home. If you're afraid, go back home. You're going to scare the rest of us. You know, you know. Actually, that was what the generals were supposed to say. But anyway, all right, here we go. Don't rebel against the Lord. The Lord's with us, and look at that. He's removed his protection from them. Wow." Don't be afraid of, oh, but the only response to the people was to talk about stoning them. God's so mean. He's so mean. He's going to make him walk around in the wilderness for 40 years. These guys picked up rocks and were fixing to kill Moses and Aaron and Caleb and Joshua. All because the Lord had already previously said a year and a half ago, we're going to the promised land. He devastated Egypt. We're on the way. Whew, watch what happens. Boy, they didn't have them rocks in their hands long. <laughs> then the glory of the Lord appeared. Now, you need to remember this too. If you think you're in hot water, you're in trouble, whatever, don't, don't. And, and people pick up stones, pick up nine millimeters. They got, they're fixing to take you out. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. They tried to push Jesus off a cliff one time in Luke chapter 4 just because he preached this message just like this. They took him on the, these were his friends. His home church. They took Jesus out. A one, a two, and all of a sudden he walked through the midst of them and went away. Read it for yourself. Luke chapter 4. Went, and he went back down to Capernaum. What happened? Everybody feels sorry? No, they wanted to kill him. They couldn't kill him until three, three years later, and even then they couldn't keep him dead. Remember, he rose from the dead. All right. The Lord appeared and said to Moses, How long, how long will these people despise me? Oh, that's what they were doing. Oh, no. They will never believe me. Look at that. Even after all the miracles I've done for them. Now that's what, where the rubber hits the road. And we have to watch it in our own unbelief. Well, I know he helped my back last time, but boy, this time I think it's nerves. That's it's a nerve in there. It could be a, a whatever, a whatever. You know, it's like we, today we go, well, I know what it is now. It doesn't matter what it is. It hurts, you know. The Lord help you. Will they never believe me? Even after all the miracles I've done for them? I will disinherit them <laughs> with a plague and I'll make you into a nation far greater and mightier than they are. Boy, do you see? Now that's not, uh, we get the blessing here, but do you see it's always going to be greater and mightier, mightier? Wow, praise the Lord. Well, Moses said this. He said, but what will the Egyptians think when they hear, here we go, let me get to it. When they hear about it, Moses pleaded with the Lord. They, they full know well your power display. They, they know full well the power you displayed in rescuing your people. Wow. Uh, they have told this to the inhabitants of the land. See, we think sometimes that nobody jumped over there and said, oh, you're not going to believe that to Pharaoh. Pharaoh lost his son and, and the chief people, they lost their son. I mean, they had runners that scattered everywhere. The whole world knew what Israel had did to uh, Egypt. The Lord did. Okay. They're well aware that you are with Israel and that you talk to her face to face. They see, there it is, they see the cloud and the fire standing above us and they know you lead and protect us day and night. Praise the Lord. You know you got protection day and night. Hallelujah. You hear something go thump in the night, don't you worry. God knows what's going on. He'll take care of you. He, and so Moses said, now if you kill all your people, the nations that heard of your fame will say the Lord had to kill them because he wasn't able to care for them in the wilderness. He wasn't strong enough to bring them into the land. He swore he would give them. <clears throat> well, he was. All right. Oh, please show your, show, look at this. Oh, please show the great power of your patience by forgiving our sins and showing your steadfast love. Forgive us even though you have said that you don't let sin go unpunished. 
and that you punish the father's sins, uh, fault to the, to the third and fourth generation. Oh, I plead with you, pardon the sins of this people because of your magnificent, steadfast love, just as you've forgiven them. Uh, in other words, he had to do it over and over again. Well, the Lord did that. He, he kept them from getting blown off the map. He said, all right, I'll pardon them as you've requested, but I vow, oh no, man, somebody's going to get it. Aye, aye, aye. That as is true as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, it's true that not one of the men who have seen my glory and the miracles I did, boy, now we know why, in Egypt and in the wilderness, and ten times refused to trust me, shall even see the land I promised to this people. But Caleb, now Joshua gets to go too because he's going to lead them in there. But anyway, but Caleb is a different kind of man. He has obeyed me fully. I will bring him into the land. He entered as a spy, and his descendants shall have their full share of it. Now, since the people of Israel are so afraid of the Amalekites and Canaanites living in the valleys, tomorrow you must turn back and go to the wilderness. And the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, How long will this wicked nation complain about me? For I have heard all that they've been saying. Tell them the Lord vows to do what you feared. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, here we go. Excuse me. Let me click down here. This is, I'm still in Numbers 14. Verse 29. You will all die here in the wilderness. Not a single one of you, 20 years old and older, who has complained against me shall enter the promised land. Remember, that's what they said. Oh, we should die in the wilderness. Either that or Egypt. Okay. He said, okay, you can have it. Only Caleb, uh, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun, are permitted to enter it. You said to your children you would become slaves of the people of that land. Well, instead, I will bring them safely into the land, and they shall inherit what you have despised. But as for you, your dead body is going to get scattered all over the wilderness. Boy, God's so unfair. Oh, really? I think it's our unbelief that's what's so unfair. We're doing it to ourselves. You must wander in the wilderness, in the desert like nomads, for 40 years. And this way, you'll pay for your faithlessness until the last one of you dies in the desert. Wow. You know, it's important to use your faith. You know, there was a centurion that came to the Lord. And, uh, well, actually, we use another one, the book of John. There was a mayor of a town. They call him a nobleman. And he said, my son is sick. He said, come and heal him. And Jesus said, you won't believe no matter what miracles I do. And the guy says, please, please come. And Jesus said, okay, go your way. Your son's alive. And the Bible says the man believed and he went home. And it was about a day's journey away. Halfway home, he had a message. For, well, he, one of his was trying to find him. And he said, hey, your son's okay. And the, guy, the nobleman said, what time did he start getting better? That's noon yesterday. And the guy remembered, that's when Jesus said, go home. Your son's well. Praise the Lord. Right. Yeah, we have to use our faith. We do. All right. Since the spies were in the land 40 years, you must wander in the wilderness 40 years. A year for each day, bearing the burden of your sins. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will teach them. Uh, it, I will teach you what it means to reject me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Okay. All right. Hey, hang on a second. We're about to wrap this one up. We'll stop. Uh, then the ten spies, look at this. Then the ten spies, they're like, oh, okay, oh, we're sorry. It's too late, man. Who incited the rebellion against Jehovah by striking fear in the hearts of people? Boy, they were struck down before the Lord. All the spies, only Joshua and Caleb remained. Ooh, wow. There was sorrow throughout the camp when Moses reported God's word to the people. They were up the next year early and they started toward the promised land. No, whoa, 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 hold on. You can't go there now. Here we are. Uh, we realize we've made a mistake. Uh, we're ready to go. We're going to go into the land. Well, it didn't go very well. They got their pants beat off of them. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. But Moses said, it's too late. You're now disobeying the Lord's orders to return to the wilderness. Don't go ahead with your plan or you'll be crushed by your enemies. The Lord's not with you. 
Don't you remember the Amalekites, the Canaanites there? You deserted the Lord, and now he's going to desert you. Oh, but they went on ahead. You know, uh, they went into the wheel country despite the fact that the ark nor Moses left the camp. Wow, remember the ark was supposed to go for them? The priests, who are not supposed to go to battle. They were leading the battle. <laughs> wow, it's all that Hollywood stuff. It's a bunch of bozo stuff, praise the Lord. Priests got their weapons. Okay. Anyway, the Amalekites and the Canaanites who followed them through the I mean, who, who lived in the hills, they came down, boy, and they chased them. They crushed them. Wow. Now, the 15th chapter, we're going to stop here. But from the 15th chapter on to the end, it's just a short, it's the 40 years goes by real quick. I mean, it's like three chapters. And what's so amazing is the Lord gives, has, they have their protection. I mean, he's going to get their kids in. They have protection there. And all of a sudden, they start knocking off cities in the, not the promised land. <laughs> and they take over these nations and stuff, and they're living these. It's really, the Lord's taking care of them. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you that, Lord, you've done miracles for us, and praise the Lord. If we're not feeling good in our bodies, we're not worried about it. You'll take care of our bodies. Lord, if we're not uh, doing very well financially, praise the Lord. You'll take care of that. Hallelujah. What's left? Well, if it's something we don't even, even mention this morning, but we know, Lord, you're great enough. You'll take care of whatever problem we're faced with. Why should we worry? As Jesus said, you know, why take thought for your life? What you shall eat, what you shall drink. Life is more than that. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to uh, act just like you, believe you, believe that you'll take us into the promised land even today. It's the same blessing, a place of rest for us right now. And we'll tell others about how you got us there. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's the story on that one. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord.